Hello, and welcome back to The Tenth Man. This is going to be a follow-up episode to the Kobe Bryant story that I talked about on Sunday. I actually recorded a, a second part yesterday and uh, listened back to it, and, and uh, it just didn't sound quite right. I felt like there was still some things that I had wanted to say and uh, that I just didn't quite get out there. And uh, I'm just going to start off by saying that um, this has just been hurting, um, and, and I know that I'm not alone in that, uh, but just the last couple of days have been have been emotional and yesterday I think I was I felt compelled to come on here and start talking because the shock was starting to wear off and the reality of it was starting to set in which you know the reality starts to set in and then the sadness starts to set in because as, as it becomes more real but uh, again just Hearing it back, I, I don't know if it was just that I was too raw, uh, but uh, I just didn't. It just wasn't quite working. So anyway, uh, I'm back again today, and I'm, I'm going to try it again. Um, I uh, I don't know. I, I just really feel compelled to to share some of my thoughts and feelings here. I'm putting it out there right now. This this may be a, a little bit of a longer episode. I'm. This is kind of more therapeutic for me than anything, so I'm not really going to be too worried about how many people are listening this time, although I'm, I'm certainly happy to, to know that there are people listening. I think uh, it is, as I said, a, a kind of a form of therapy. But I wanted to just start off with... Uh, saying the names of all the victims. Um, one thing I do want to say first, though, um, I did, you know, it's kind of unfortunate. It's it's kind of unfortunate that sometimes in tragic situations, uh, people find a way to bring out neg- negativity that uh, I don't think really needs to be there. It's not really helping anything, but I have... I've seen a lot of comments, not not a lot, but a, a good amount, you know, in relation to the, the positive comments. I've seen some negative comments about neglecting to acknowledge the other victims, and it's all about Kobe, and what about all the other people that died as well? I completely agree that Kobe's life was not more important or valuable than all the other victims. There's there's no dispute in that. I don't put the value of his life above the others. But you have to understand that this man was a cultural icon. He was considered by most people that followed basketball as, as the heir apparent to Michael Jordan. He he mirrored Michael in every way. You know, you look around the community, the NBA community, and just the sports world in general, and and just everywhere. Uh, it, it's there's this outpouring of uh, of just sadness uh, about the whole situation. And uh, you know, I just want to 
say for my part that I, I don't think that that Kobe's more important than those other lives, but do we record a podcast for every time an accident happens? I mean, I, I just, I'm not sitting here crying over countless deaths that are happening all the time and it's terrible and it's sad and I don't want to take anything away from that. But I think, I think what I'm trying to get at here, and this is kind of a, you know, a bigger point to just this one specific situation, but I I think sometimes in life people find ways to bring negativity into situations that that doesn't really need it. Uh, It's not, uh, it's not one of those things that you can't feel sorry for, celebrities and that to the to the exclusion of feeling bad for other other things or or like if you don't acknowledge other uh, you know if you don't acknowledge other tragedies that that somehow means you you're wrong to acknowledge this one so i just wanted to put that out there that i i in no way want to ignore the other victims but the other thing to remember is again being being that it was Kobe Bryant he once that name got out there i mean the media was all over it they didn't know the names of the other victims and and uh they can't release the names of the other victims without well first obviously verifying that but they they have to have uh, a certain level of privacy and protection for those people before they just start throwing names out so that's the only thing i'm going to say about that and uh, with that being said, I did just want to just briefly name all the victims. Um, I, I was listening to uh, several different sports shows the last couple of days, but they did mention the names. And uh, I know that there were there one of the women on the plane was a, a coach of uh, Gianna's basketball team who had three children herself. So again, very sad. Uh, but the 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 nine passengers uh, were uh, John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Kobe and Gianna Bryant, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Era Zobayan, and Christina Mauser. And I do notice when I'm looking at these names, there's some there's some common last names, and there's a couple children aside from Gianna. So there's parents, there's children, there's husbands and wives. And so it's, it's very sad. And uh, I don't want to neglect to bring attention to all of that. Well, that being said, uh, I, I did want to get into kind of the things that I wanted to talk about here. And I did, uh, the episode I did on Sunday was, it, it was raw and it was emotional. It was very just my my initial sadness and reaction to what was going on but in terms of the production it was it was i found that it's very easy to record and produce a uh, an episode of this podcast when you don't edit it at all and in the other episodes that i've been doing i've been going back and trying to get rid of the the ums and the you knows and the you know clicks and all that and um i i know that i'm I'm still not perfect in terms of uh, when I'm speaking, 
avoiding using all those phrases, but I'm trying to work on it. And uh, But what I'm trying to say is uh, I didn't do that for that episode, and that saved a lot of time. The feedback that I had gotten on my episode on depression was that people really appreciated how raw I was being, how the the pauses and the the moments of trying to clear my thoughts because that was a topic on my depression that was a very heavy emotional personal topic and so I what that wasn't scripted at all and not being scripted at all sometimes it leads to the the short pauses and things like that but um I did I did edit that one a little bit uh, and that took a long time because it was a longer episode but it's kind of liberating to just to just talk and I'm going to try to do that this time is, is what I'm trying to say. And I hope you'll, I hope you'll stay with me. Um, I, I wanted to just briefly touch on the thing I had talked about in, in the first episode that I did on Kobe, just getting into the, the whole rivalry, you know, with, uh, with Los Angeles. Um, and I just wanted to just really emphasize what that was about. And, uh, so when I was 11, Kobe Bryant joined the league. He came in, well, he's drafted at 17, uh, 96. So I was 11 years old, and uh, by the time he retired, I was 31. So 20 years in the NBA. And I, I really started getting interested in basketball right around that time, right right around the time that he came in the league. And Sacramento was a was a bad team for a long, long time, and so it was really uh, not much to say there. But uh, after Michael won his sixth title in '98 and he retired, the very next year our, our team just completely turned around. And again, I did talk about this in the, the, the last episode, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into the whole thing again. But just suffice it to say that we became a powerhouse team. Lakers were just that barrier every year that just kept us from becoming a champion. And so my point here is not to say that, oh, well, if it was a different team, I wouldn't care that much. Or, it, well, of course, it, it was our enemy. Why should I care that, that, that he died? Obviously, obviously, that doesn't mean anything. Of course, I'm going to be sad anyway because it's just terrible and sad so i'm not trying to there, there's no there's nothing i just that's another thing i've heard criticism people online why are you saying that you're not a you were a fan of this team but you were a fan of that team but well again it's not to say that it's some kind of noble thing to be a fan of a different team and be sad it's just making the point that when Kobe came to town, I mean, we we booed him. He was hated here. He was the villain, and I'm not I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I mean, I hated him. Okay, and I'm talking. Okay, I'm, I want to say I'm talking from sports here. You know, in sports, you hate your villain players, right, for your rival team. So he was not loved here in Sacramento. And again, he, he caused so much pain for me personally, 
being the diehard Kings fan that I am and uh, being there on game seven of the Western Conference Finals in 2002, I felt a lot, a lot of pain during that time just because of all the frustration and, and just that not being able to get over that hump. And so the point here is is just that all that passion, all that, all that hate I, you know I don't I hate to say hate now this is almost 20 years later so far removed from it but it's not it's a different it's a different type of hate you know it's not it's not hate like you think of it's it's a you know if you're if you're a big sports fan you, you know what I'm saying so anyway but when you have that kind of level of passion and then you jump to here and he's gone I don't know how to, it's just one of those things where all that, all that passion and uh, emotion, you know, it goes from anger and frustration to just heartbreak. And it's just, I, I mean, it's, I, it almost feels like losing a family member and I mean, I'm not trying to be melodramatic. I'm just, that's just how I feel. I, you know, there's been other celebrity deaths that I was really sad about. I mean, Robin Williams was a huge Robin Williams fan. Even Chris Farley way back in the day, Phil Hartman, you know, obviously like, like Michael Jackson type like that. But, you know, and those were people that I was generally a fan of, but Kobe Bryant, I was not a fan of Kobe Bryant's, but I, I am devastated right now and it's just it's just everything it's it's the combination of the age he was young and he was healthy you know he was in good shape he was strong these some of these other people i mean they you know to be honest they they didn't really take care of themselves you know and i'm not i'm not trying to judge but i mean chris farley he was he was on all kinds of drugs um you know michael jackson obviously he had things going on with his doctor and everything and um so not trying to not trying to judge that in any way it's just that you, you don't you don't see it coming here there was just it was just a senseless random accident and it just it just feels so unfair it just really really hurts in that way and again going back to the whole rivalry thing it's just, I don't know what it is it just feels like that passion was so strong with him that now it just converts to this just heartbreak for the loss. And of course, Gianna's daughter and then his other daughters and his wife, and then of course his parents. Um, so it's just, it's just so tragic. Anyway, I, I just wanted to do that, really trying to drive that point home about the whole rivalry situation and, and just what that means to me and, and just kind of how that all plays into it. Um, so just uh, a couple things I wanted to touch on that I, I didn't uh, – I don't think I got into as much in the other episode. Um, just finding out the news. Um, so just to give a brief kind of update on what's going on right now, there's uh, there's a, there's a grief in the family right now. And I'm going to just leave it at that just out of respect. But – I'll just say that there is a there is a grieving process happening separate of all of this. And so I'm I'm 
I've been right in the middle of all that. And, um, I was coming home from that, from that very situation and, uh, came home and I was helping my daughter with something with her book. And, uh, Zara comes in the room and shows me the phone and it's just, she's like, did you see this? And it's, uh, it's just a, I think it was, might've been TMZ, which right there is like kind of skeptical, but Kobe Bryant killed in a helicopter crash. And instantly I said to her, I was like, no, I was like, no way. I'm I just like, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. And I'm just thinking of like those April fool jokes or, you know, you see those once in a while, these fake deaths, fake celebrity deaths. But it's just, you know, it gets back to that. What I was talking about before about like, he's just larger than life. Like, hey, no, there's no way that's true. He's Kobe Bryant. Like he can't die. He can't, he's, he's too powerful and strong. And uh, so, yeah, I just, I was like, there's no way that's true. And then you start, I go on Google and you see other articles and there's more articles. And then I go on Facebook and I'm seeing people commenting about it. And I go turn on the TV and MSNBC and they're talking about it. And then you realize this is, this is real. It's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, in, from a, from a logical perspective, why, why shouldn't it be possible? Why he's, he's not immortal. But it's just one of those things where I can't fathom it. I can't process it and accept it. Um, so anyway, just the it's just been heavy. It's been emotional and just with dealing with these things at home and then with this tragedy with Kobe. I, I don't know how much I want to get into this right now. I, I, I will say that, you know, because I don't know if you – I don't know if you listened to other episodes, but I had talked about a series of episodes that I had coming up and I didn't want to talk about what that topic was just yet because I wanted to leave that for when I had my guests. Cause I do have a series of people that are, that I'm working with right now that are going to be coming on in upcoming episodes. And so I kind of was uh, still working through that before, before. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to share that necessarily just yet, but the thing was that the series is on grief. And so now these things are happening. And, and so that's, that's part of why I want to talk about it here because it does kind of segue into what I wanted to talk about anyway. And more specifically, it's grief as it pertains to child loss. Now, I don't know you know, who's listening right now, if you're somebody that knows me personally and you're listening, then you, you already know the story. And if you don't, then it's, I'll just, for now, I'll just leave it at that. We did have a loss. Our first child uh, was a daughter. Her name was Roya and we lost her at 38 weeks uh, gestation. So she was stillborn uh, nine months. I had a series lined up with other people that I've met through various organizations that deal with supporting child loss, uh, grief, you know, the aftermath of it. And so really why I wanted to do this series was, and again, in particular with child loss, is that it's just one of those things that people don't like to talk about. And that's sometimes to the um, 
to the detriment of the the victims, right? The parents, uh, the ones who lost their child, because a lot of times you need that. You need people to talk about it with you. And so I felt like it was important to put that out there. And again, it does kind of go in line with the whole 10th man philosophy, because I, I feel like a big part of the show for me is broaching those subjects that may be a little bit uncomfortable for some. So anyway, uh, I'll just kind of leave that at that for now, but uh, just uh, suffice it to say that that's kind of just one more element of this whole story that's so sad for me is having lost a daughter and then having a, another daughter now. I have a son and a daughter at home. And being a family man and, and kind of seeing Kobe in that way, you know, with his, he has four daughters and, you know, his 13 year old was, was one of the victims in that helicopter with him. And I've been listening to a lot of these sports shows these last couple of days and, and just learning a lot of new things. And he was just really heavily involved with with all his kids taking them to soccer practice basketball practice and i guess he had a he had a special bond with gianna through basketball and so my kids aren't you know my kids are only five and three so they're not at that stage but i can still relate to the just the family man i'm a, I'm a full-time dad so i'm i'm with my kids during the day all day and so I'm driving them to school and driving them to play dates or whatever the case may be. So I, I get that feeling of just being involved like that. And so it's just one more element of it. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is, is just how Kobe spent 20 years in the NBA. So he spent, I mean, when he retired, he had been in the NBA for more than half his life. He died at 41, so he, he was in the NBA for half of his life. And with the kind of work ethic that he had to have to have the success that he did, it was probably, in a lot of ways, to the expense of time that he, that he would have liked to have spent with his wife and kids. And so part of that sadness for me is just he, he didn't get a chance to live that life to the fullest outside of basketball, he was 41 years old. He still had a lot to do. He was heavily involved with his daughter's basketball team, and he had already won an Oscar for a short film that he did for that poem he wrote about basketball, his letter to basketball. And uh, so, you know, it's just, it's just so heartbreaking to think that it was just all taken away for something so senseless. He had uh, gave everything, every his, his life to basketball, and uh, so he he finally had that opportunity to spend all that time with his family and to have it cut short like that. Uh, you know, what what else can you say about that? So the last thing that I'll say about kind of how I've been feeling the last couple of days is I've just become overwhelmed with the responses that I'm seeing on, on TV and on like on YouTube. I'm, I've been watching a lot of clips. I've seen doc rivers, uh, other players that play with him, Shaq, obviously Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Reggie Miller, Derek Fisher, Tracy McGrady. Um, I, I've seen these, 
guys all talking about their their relationship with Kobe, and then even like the late night talk show. It was Jimmy Fallon, um, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, I've just seen Conan. You know, just all these people just outpouring of, of just emotion and stories, and just the, the impact that he had on them. Uh, that that part of it is it's also sad because you you just see how much of a how much he meant to so many people. One of the things that I really that really hit me was Derek Fisher, who he's played with Kobe for 17 years on the Lakers. And he was saying that one of the things that he thought he was asked why why so many people were so sad, even people that didn't know him or hadn't even met him. And he said that he, he felt that Kobe's work ethic was was inspiring to people. Uh, it it told he he felt that it let us mere mortals know that there was a chance for us right we could you put your all into something that you love and you can you can be great now it, but it takes sacrifice and not all of us do that but he was an inspiration for those we could we could see it and he's not there anymore to do it and that was that hit me because it i mean he's right you know and i i appreciate the hard work that kobe did but i also felt like there was a challenge in there to use that as as a motivation to put your all into everything going forward and i'm talking about me personally too um and you know i've had issues in the past as depression is a can be a little bit of an inhibitor to giving your best. And so it was just, uh, it was powerful to hear him talk about that in that way. And uh, really just made me look at it a little bit differently. There doesn't feel like there's an upside here, but I'm, I'm kind of holding on to what Derek Fisher said about that hard work ethic and trying to use that memory of, of Kobe as inspiration to, better myself um you know i just it just feels like i mean it feels like losing a family member it just goes back to that whole competitive spirit i guess and uh, i've got i've got kobe bryant still on my fireplace up there i was actually i was looking at uh potentially getting a kobe jersey today they're not cheap the supply and demand doesn't doesn't stop for anyone so, you know, as always, um, thank you. Thank you for being an ear here for me and allowing me to uh, kind of have some, some therapy. This is a lot cheaper than going to an actual therapist. If you're not actually listening right now, that's okay too, because I don't know that right now. <laughs> so I've still got, I still got the same effect out of it either way. But I do love to hear feedback, so please, please call my uh, my voicemail line. It's a it's straight to voicemail, so you won't have to talk to anybody. Uh, you you just leave me a message. That number is seven three two eight three six eight four four six. That's seven three two tenth go. So seven three two eight three six eight four four six. And yeah, please, I, I just love to hear feedback. Um, it's been, it's been the main thing that, that keeps me coming back is getting the messages 
about just how something touched them or just just a just a nice word about how how they enjoy the podcast the feedback on the personal issues is really meaningful to me that kind of lets you know that you're not alone and that's why maybe it's kind of a two-way street like i said before the the episode on depression i got some good listenership and feedback on that and i think it's people appreciate the being vulnerable and i appreciate having the outlet to be vulnerable Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. Please call that voicemail line, leave me a message or a comment. I'll talk to you again really soon. Thank you.